0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Never in my life. Travis? Trambus? Trambus? Trambus Trambus McCheese. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Gorbel. Gorbel (laughs) Skyjerks.
1: I like to imagine that you were trying to not kill them, but you were trying to be like, I want to talk to them! (laughs) You accidentally just
2: kill a bunch of them. I'll solve this through diplomacy! (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ
1: It's aggressive negotiations I had no idea you had that in you
0: We begin in the wood, following the heroes of the Uhuru, the crew members who are currently looking for their ship. I believe we have Toku, Carlos, Jane. No, we got Pliff. A pl- well, oh yeah, that's right. Pliff, is, it's Pliff. You were playing Pliff. That's right. Yep. Pliff and <laughs> Jerkoff Jerry. <laughs> deep in the woods one of you has just failed to climb a tree to see your way through but you have constructed a compass of sorts I believe uh mm-hmm. that will be able to point you in the direction of the ship
3: it was the dermal like yeah. someone's got the, the, sub, the yeah gem- gem-
0: mm-hmm.
4: subdermal magnet in his all on, like tar- right
0: yeah yeah <laughs> It is I think mid afternoon the sun is still peeking through the leaves. You can hear the ambient sounds of wind rushing through leaves and branches of birds calling in the distance. It is an otherwise pleasant summer day apart from the fact that you're in a very creepy forest.
4: Uh, I hope this uh this plan is going well. I uh do, do you feel like you have a better sense of where we're heading, Jerry?
1: Well, I mean, that way,
4: you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess. I mean, does it feel like you're getting closer or anything like that? How does, I don't have the magnet you have implanted, you
2: see. Is it, um, is it more of a, uh, a pulling that you feel under your skin? What, what is that, that sensation? Um, well, you know, it
1: feels like a a lot of uh, built up tension, and then a uh, a really lovely, relaxing release. Me <laughs> Oh, what were you you guys talking about? The
3: magnet under
1: your hair. Oh, oh. All the the talk about feeling like you were getting close and and the the sensation under your
0: skin. Never going to get to the boat. Oh, no, the boat's right over there.
2: What? What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I I suppose. (laughs) Yes, and.
2: Yes, and.
0: Like we're arguing this
4: entire time, and the boat's just in the background.
0: (laughs) You see through. This, like, tangle of boughs and branches and vines, the hull of the ship. It looks as though vines have started to grow up over this Mm. ship. It's, again, once again, a sense of, like, you have no idea how long you have been asleep. But the ship looks incredibly buried. I would like someone to make a perception check. I need
2: dice. (laughs)
4: I don't know what Carnish's stats are, though. Oh, no, we have it kind of set as like a two green kind of deal, right?
0: So the, the way this works, uh, the crew baseline, unless there are penalties to morale... Mm-hmm. The crew will baseline have three green for everything. Mm. However, if you are committing a particular crew member to do a task, which you would be in this case, you gain a yellow die, but it increases the threat range of the Uhuru death death chart. chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is the Uhuru death chart. For every failure you roll on anything, I will roll on the Uhuru death chart, and if it lands on someone, their number is up.
1: Oh, something I should mention is uh, as part of that contract.
5: Hi, everyone. It's Allie. Um, <clears throat> I am your interim editor for Skyjax, and uh, I didn't realize I would have to spoiler bot something so soon. Um, really, really great. Really exciting times to be living in. Um, bottom line is Casey is on sabbatical, and I am editing the show for now, and uh, I have no idea where spoiler bot is. Um, I can only imagine that SpoilerBot is also taking a sabbatical. I'm not really clear on the details, but bottom line is, I can't find SpoilerBot at the moment. I'm going to keep looking. Um, If you have any leads on where SpoilerBot might be or has been spotted or heard, um, please feel free to let me know on Twitter. I will uh, keep looking. In the meantime, uh, this is going to serve as an... uh, a gap, a stopgap, that's the word, (laughs) stopgap to cover up the fact that uh, some stuff was said in this moment on the show that doesn't need to be heard by human ears, um, or non-human ears for that matter. Spoilerbot's a robot, right? I'm pretty, I've never met Spoilerbot, I don't really know. Um, Anyway, that's all. Uh, Back to the show, and, um, you know, enjoy. (laughs) Spoilerbot! Spoilerbot! Spoilerbot!
0: Let's roll that up. Mm-hmm. This is going to be of average difficulty. Everyone's doing this? or You know what? Hard difficulty. I've, just disa- I've changed Not the threats. Yes. So Not everybody's doing this. Just the person who is le- – like when you do something you've committed, my character is doing this. Mm-hmm. So there's an increased threat range on that person. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Jerry would do
1: it because oh. – he's oh, or is – Oh, yeah. Let's have Jerry do hey, he's, he's like it. Because he's like navigating. He's got the sure. magnets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this looks good. Wildly successful. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? what uh, two, no, three successes and two threats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. So you see the uhuru ahead of you. Um, you start to approach it. Um, but then like there is a tingling sensation. Over your entire body, as your hair stand up uh, where, on end. Where specifically? <laughs> yes. uh-huh. Yeah, uh, all sorts of things stand up on end. However, uh, I can't feel it. I'm tingling everywhere, but but the one place I normally tingle, something ain't right. Something ain't right. You say that as you look around. you realize uh, the crisscrossing of branches and vines above you holds a sinister secret? There is movement mm. there. Mm. snakes Oh. <gasps> snakes above you snakes living and weaving within the canopy all around the Uhuru and I think like Jerry uh, what, what, what like Indiana Jones style thing does Jerry do to like assess the threat of this situation he says
1: snakes why'd it have to be snakes
0: <laughs> great and just just with Indiana Jones style yeah, yeah. <laughs> just with saying that one of the mm. snakes, like, drops down, um, at and, and Jerry manages, like, describe how Jerry dodges out of the way or gets out of the way. <sighs> oh, it falls down? Yeah, so, like, it was diving down from the trees to ambush prey beneath it, um, like, literally trying to fall on you and bite you. I think Jerry was diving for
1: another snake to just grab, um, and he kind of dove out of the way. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Jerry, Jerry knows how to handle
1: things of this of this
0: his his grip strength is really (laughs) impressive (laughs) too yeah so jerry dives forward just as like a couple snakes like hisses they fall down to where he was diving forward to grab a what looks to many people like a branch on a tree grabs it and it is revealed to be a snake and his grip strength is just so hard that he is it possible that he uses the snake as like a a whip honestly to clear out (laughs) you've got five successes so I'm gonna say that you're able to do quite a bit here but you're not clearing out all of the snakes what Jerry has managed to do, I think, is create a perimeter of safety around himself. Mm. Because like you're now in the thick of the snakes, while everyone else who's part of this Uhuru crew is kind of like on the outside, you know, watching in horror, realizing like the challenge of their situation.
1: Around the survivors a perimeter create. Jesus (laughs) (sighs) Wow.
0: didn't know you had that kind
4: it's of so. talent, but um, it's much appreciated.
1: Oh, it's because they look like dicks. Right. <laughs>
4: oh, oh. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, oh! There. Okay, okay. Okay.
4: Okay. So you just have a. I was curious. In the same way that people have like pyromancy or. <laughs> I
1: have fa- phallomancy.
4: Ah, uh, <laughs> pinomancy. Oh God. Curf. Okay. I, I won't live. I won't look a gift hose in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs>
4: geezer, I'm, I'm not too scary in setting things on fire. <laughs> I can tell <don't laughs> jokes.
3: I, Is Can we see anyone else?
0: So, like, you look through – I I think right now uh, with just your eyes, the Uhuru is going to be too far away to to see with with the naked eye. Um, However, you could try some kind of signal. Um, If you want, uh, you could roll for, like, having equipment on your person uh, that might, you know, be useful like a spyglass or something.
3: Because I don't think Plif would have come with
4: anything.
3: (laughs) That's the unfortunate thing. I mean,
0: you know, I can see there being
4: an item you have on you that Jane gave you. That's like an important survival tool. And so you hold on to it because you're sentimental about it. Not necessarily because you know how to
2: use it properly. (laughs) Or you accidentally picked up the wrong bag. I was going to say, like, Toku's like, this would be a good time to uh, use the spyglass that you keep dropping Plif. And then he hands it back to Pliff.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, you think? Oh, I kept on dropping it, and you picked it up. Yes, my spyglass. Yes, that I have. Uh huh. That I dropped. Yes.
1: Stop oh, dropping you know, if it. You, if you need help working with that, I think I. Well, I think I could do a pretty good because job because it
3: looks like a penis. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
1: I can see twice as far as you can with it. Okay. I get. I, <laughs> yeah, because I just get. Advantage. I just get advantage on anything that's shaped like. I, I like know, a I hog. S- okay.
3: <laughs> uh, Pliff takes the spyglass. Oh, I dropped it again. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm sorry.
2: There's <laughs> so much dirt on the lens now. Give it, give it okay. here, give it sorry, here. Okay, take Plifes it back it and then give it. <laughs> no, take this. Who? Me? No, no, not you, not you, Pliff.
3: Okay, I'm gonna have a strong grip on this. Have strong grip. And he. Uses just his his tips of fingers, uh-huh. <laughs> just daintily. Strong grip, and he does hold it. But then he walks and he trips on a pebble, <laughs> just <laughs> juggles it a little bit, but then he grabs it and then a, a bird <laughs> <laughs> takes it out of his hand. <laughs> then, uh,
2: toku takes out a knife, throws it at the bird. <laughs> Kills the bird. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a
0: poof of colorful yeah. feathers and
4: this parrot just explodes. Is there any environmental feedback from like an animal dying in this space or not?
0: Mm. Um. Yeah, I'm going to say we did this slapstick routine. We didn't roll anything for it. But I kind of love that like now the snakes in the trees are alerted. <laughs> So suddenly around you hundreds of snakes all just <laughs> drop down and the floor um what you know the the camouflage on these snakes I really need to emphasize like is so freakily good there are some snakes that you look at them even as they are moving and you understand that it's a snake you go that looks like a living piece of like sand or dirt mm. That's where we are with the camouflage on these snakes. It appears as though the forest for itself has come to life and is moving towards you in a threatening, writhing manner. <laughs> I would like people to roll to... Avoid the snakes or attack the snakes. Like tell me what you're doing. Yes,
4: please. I have a, a thing for that. I um mm-hmm. we, we discussed early on about like an item that everybody was carrying when they kind of got spirited away. And um uh Carlos specifically has some of their uh, very high-proof alcohol on hand. Uh being oh, a, yeah. being a brewer themselves mm. as in addition to a furnaceer. I think we're gonna do a, a swig uh, and uh, blown alcohol like mini flamethrower. Hell and yeah, love it! I did say that I do things beyond setting things on fire, but if needs must. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, I'm committing. So that is three green and a yellow uh, against what?
0: This is going to be against. I'm going to say average. To it seems like you just want to create a perimeter. Mm-hmm. You're not just des- destroying the snakes so yeah, much as keeping them at bay. Them to F off, yeah. All right,
4: verge uh, rolling. Okay, uh, that is a success and one advantage.
0: A uh, success and an advantage. I mm-hmm. mean, it does exactly what you say and there is this like rush, this wave of snakes that is coming at you and uh, with this poof of flame, uh, they recede back. And I think your advantage This could also have been read as a threat, but like it's working to your advantage in the situation where the snakes are clearly moving with some intelligence. So Mm -hmm. when they shrink back, they don't immediately rush forward again because it's clear that they understand the threat of a person who can spit fire at them. Mm -hmm. So now they are like – trying to slowly encircle you rather than all rush um the way maybe an animal would uh left to its own devices it'll buy us a little bit of time
4: at least how how close are we to the um to the uhuru i
0: would say if somebody really pushed themselves you'd be able to close the distance between yourselves and the uhuru in one action mm.
1: Could, could we sort of use the fire to move as a group and, yeah. like, basically move the, the snake perimeter yes. with us?
0: It would be another role, but you could do it. Ooh, it's And right now, like, I yeah. want to point out, Jerkoff Jerry has his own perimeter, too. There's, like, the snake mm. perimeter that's a little farther away from the ship. Jerkoff Jerry is closer to the ship, but is using his... Hand-based, tube-based skills to use Telemency, the, the dead snake uh, yeah. as a whip to keep the others. It effect. has a term now; it's canon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a ter- that, the, the, a messy, messy term. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
3: what What is the difficulty of all these anti-snake rolls?
0: I think moving as a group. That is going to be average difficulty, but it will be slow. You will need to make two rolls. If you want to push it, you can do one roll that is hard to move as a group.
3: I want to do a hard roll. (laughs) Uh, And so that's green, two greens, three greens?
0: So it's going to be uh, two greens and a yellow as you're committing (laughs) Plif to the action against three purple.
3: Pliff's gonna try and do magic. What? Oh, he's never done magic before. I'm about to say, that's, that's, that's <laughs> where, but d- he gets so scared he just puts his arms out and just starts screaming.
2: <laughs> I absolutely love this. Wait, is this something that Pliff has never done before, and then it's just happening now, or like he's seen people do magic and it's like been working on it? Well,
0: I I would like Liz to make the role first, and then we will kind of <laughs> investigate the happens. history of this. <laughs>
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's out of there. I think that is. That looks like a, wash. a full wash. It's a full wash. <laughs> oh, Gone. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> <Like, laughs> the way that I see that working, I think Pliff deci- has decided long, be- long ago that. One of these days, the spirit within <laughs> me is going to make me a hero. Oh. And I just need to find myself in the most dangerous moment and it's going to come through me. And he decides, this is the moment. And he puts his arms out and goes, magic!
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so then what happens? Nothing. The rake. Oh! Oh! He steps
1: on a rake and it
0: slams into his face. <laughs> so uh, the rake is like greed, selfishness, and whatnot. Um, so I want to know, uh, everybody, everybody else, give me one dark side quote <laughs> that sort of influences cliffs like ascension to magical power. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like just something that was Unlimited said.
4: Limited
3: to-
1: pandas.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's not something that the Jedi would have told me. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard
1: the tale of Darth Platypus the Wise? <laughs> <laughs> Keep on going back the
4: <laughs> Well, that affixes what order this can be in now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: Or it'll be a fun little little treat yeah, to yeah, say, yeah. what the fuck are they <laughs> talking the about?
4: I, I think there's probably some moment, like some kind of apprenticeship in, in uh, Pliff's past. It wasn't even necessarily a magical or arcane task. It might have just been like baking. But the, mm-hmm. the person who was like mentoring you was like, there is no talent within you. You have no spark of magic in you.
2: <laughs> But but uh, uh,
3: I was just rolling rolls.
2: <laughs> I feel like there's there's something uh that he picked up, you know, years ago where it's just like some some wise person was just like, you can't force magic, and if you do, you'll regret it.
3: Why? Well I regret it.
0: Um we cut back to a point in Plyff's past where this really irascible young scoundrel is is thrown out of a bar for causing too many problems. Uh, he gets up and, like, his hair falls in tangles over his face. He's, like, sweaty and angry. And he says, It's from my point of view that that guy is evil. Uh, <sighs> <fair.
2: laughs>
0: and all of this bad advice wells up in Pliff in this moment. And I do believe lightning shoots out of his fingers what? and rises up. Some of these snakes. Now, I am going to say this does not move you all of the way through. This was a partial mm-hmm. success, mm-hmm. um, Plith. You are corrupted a bit by darkness in this moment. <laughs> now, um, I think your My eyes, eyes turn yellow. Yeah, <laughs> you gain a darkness point. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. We'll find out. That'll yeah. come back at some point, I am sure. Yeah, uh, I think you move halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, like there is just this, and maybe it's not. It looks like lightning. Like I, I kind of love the idea that it looks like just return of the Jedi fucking force lightning. <laughs> it's just
1: you see all the as the the snakes get shocked, <laughs> you see their skeletons flash.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like eels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah!
0: Yeah. Um. So, Pliff, like you, you managed to advance forward, uh, to the point where y'all are able to meet up with where Jerkoff Jerry is. Um. However, this is a partial success. So I'm going to say something. Something not good happens too. The problem is there is a large perimeter of snakes. That like you you burned through, the hole closes up behind you. So you're now completely surrounded, much closer to the Uhuru, but also completely surrounded by snakes. Mm. If you wanted to make it to the Uhuru now, it would be an average roll. That was pretty neat. You you think you could teach me how to do that, but like turn the
1: power down quite a bit so it's just a little spark coming out of your hands every so often?
3: This is how democracy dies. With thunderous a pause. <laughs> how long were you sitting on that? Oh, just only a minute or so. <laughs> it doesn't make sense for me to say it, but I had to get it out. It yeah, hurt. I, I, it hurt my it hurt. insides.
0: That would hurt. That would hurt if it was left in for sure. <laughs> Um. So, what are you going to do? Hmm. Um. Is
4: is Pliff like still like sparking with electricity? Yeah,
0: I think <laughs> Pl- Pliff's hair has like kind of shot oh, up. Oh, you're a Super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, it it sort of looks like uh, you know, those family movies where somebody gets electrocuted mm, and yeah. like their skin kind of has soot on it and their hair standing up. That's what mm, Plith looks like, like right alone. now. Yeah, but with the uh, with the uh, Sith eyes for sure. <laughs> I hmm,
4: I don't know if there's anything metal on me at all. I, I I wouldn't mind kind of being like a mid conductor, like placing a hand on Plith and then oh, let the current run through me to shock and do else.
0: kind of an Ernst uh, goes to prison, or was that Ernst <laughs> Halloween? Sure, that's. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't where, think where, those he, made it to the UK. Where uh. he he? Well, yeah,
1: I have a I jerk off. Jerry does have a magnet in his body. Mm. that's true it's
4: the same
0: oh uh, yeah what what did you what is your what was your vision the
4: the kind of like oh i am now touching something that's sparking with electricity Mm -hmm. so now i'm conductive and construct something else and kind of using that to kind of like maybe there is a a machete or some kind of like metallic thing i can hold on to that is now essentially a taser prod that i can kind of help Mm beat back stuff that's in the way towards our sure
0: why not this is this is a cartoon Mm -hmm. let's do it
4: (laughs) it's like a horror cartoon because if this goes terribly then i've electrocuted myself
0: but uh sure (laughs) yeah Yeah, uh roll it uh give me a uh, but i gosh i'm I'm trying to decide if this should really be hard it's like it should this is grant this is like com Communing electricity powers to everybody so yeah mm. yeah
4: uh, we'll make this hard and it's dark electricity powers as well so you know could be all sorts sure. of things are yeah. going on there is it still a yellow because i'm enrolling with character intent
0: yeah cool. because you're applying a character to it. Got uh, it basically unless something happens that affects the uhuru crew's morale mm. y'all are going to be rolling with two green and a yellow right. everything or you might get more dice if you commit more than one character to a particular So item.
4: that is three
0: disadvantages and a triumph. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Um uh was the success part of the triumph still canceled out? Or
4: No.
0: Triumphs also count as a success. Okay. Three disadvantages. So I think yes. You are able to you you both succeed in Absorbing the electricity into was it a machete that you? Yeah, start?
4: yeah, that feels like uh the the correct energy that we can use.
0: So yeah, Carlos has just a machete on because their we can person because you can bring knives to dinner. That's right. Mm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and while really loose with the definition of knife, hey, I love that so <laughs> much. It's a long knife, long knife. Um, Carlos, like, yeah, you managed to absorb the electricity um of this. I also think this is a situation where Carlos, because we have a triumph in the mix, Carlos, this teaches you something extremely important about the nature of electricity. Mm. As you do this, you come to an important revelation that will, Nathan, allow you to cash in on at a later date, that Carlos has learned something about conductivity and electricity that (laughs) – could come back and pay off okay. at, a, at a later date. Mm. And the only thing that it depends on, Nathan, is your ability to remember that this has occurred. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll Bet. be, I'll put the huru in a st- sticky situation later and you'll go, aha, but Carlos knows mm. this because of this one triumph that was rolled ages ago. Mm. And I'll go, I can't have said that. And, you will be correct. And I'll be like, ah, shoot. You know you I know, know how I like whatever. to play this game, Jay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I, they, they the did. only one of my players with a working memory I have delivered this <laughs> gift to. Uh-huh. I have a notepad document that I add to The success of this, like, you are going to be able to move to the Uhuru. Mm-hmm. Your, your group is actually able to, like, huddle together and approach the Uhuru. You've managed to beat back the snakes. Uh uh it's so that they, like, are still encircling you, trying to get at you, but they are aware that they can't actually approach you because the few that have, like, stumbled onto your perimeter you've swung out with this machete, it is either, you know, cut them or those that got close to the blade but it didn't actually touch them, electricity leapt from the blade to electrocute them mm-hmm. um, and fry them up into to little snake shish kebabs. However— Mm -hmm. The sound and excitement of all of this has alerted the beasts of the forest all around. And you can hear now what used to be a forest that was alive with the tweeting of birds is now just the rushing of wind through leaves and branches. As in the distance, you can see the movement of predators... Encircling the Uhuru
2: Quick, cover yourselves in mud There's no time (laughs) Mm. There's no time To cover ourselves in mud We Uh, (laughs) Plitz jumps into
3: a mud puddle
2: (laughs) That was was very quick Very quick We have angered the, the beasts of this forest We must get to the Uhuru now
0: Hey, Heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, my list of upcoming public appearances grows ever longer. This weekend, I am going to be at Emerald City Comic Con on March 3rd in Seattle, Washington. At 2.15 p.m. in room 423 and 424, I am going to be accompanied by the boys from the System Mastery Podcast, hosting an RPG-themed game show with prizes for the audience. Then directly after that at 3.30, I have a panel signing. So if you've received free books at the show that you attended, you can get those signed. I will also sign anything that is related to my books or podcasts or, or whatever, anything you can think of. Then, even if you're not attending Emerald City, Jeff, John, and I will be hosting a fan meetup for the One Shot Network at the Yard House Pub at 1501 Fourth Avenue. That'll be kicking off around 7:30 p.m. So, whether you're going to Emerald City or not, if you are in Seattle and you would like to see me, head to one of those events. Then, coming up just a little bit later in March, I am going to be doing a VIP table at Level Eater on March 16th. You can book your tickets for that now. Over at leveleater.com. Then you'll be able to catch me at C2E2, March 31st through April 2nd in my hometown of Chicago, Illinois. If you're coming up for C2E2, I would love to see you. We've got more events on the way, but I'm pretty sure I have a pre-insert ad that tells you about those somewhere. Heroes, if you follow the one-shot Patreon, you already know about the cool mini series that we're doing immediately following this arc. If you want details about what that series is, you can head over to the OneShot Patreon and subscribe at any level to get access to a sneak peek. You can also head to the Skyjacks mailing list, bit.ly slash crew, as very soon I'll be sending out a separate preview to our mailing list subscribers. And if you're a $15 backer or more, you already know about this, because you got a special preview in the mail! And just to confirm with everybody, those are okay to share to social media. We will have more details about that series coming out as we get closer to its initial release. It will be premiering on this feed, and those premieres will probably run about two months. Then we will return to our mainline Skyjack storyline. As always, a huge thank you to our backers on Patreon, without whom we would not be able to do any of this. If you like what you're hearing on this arc of Skyjacks, please consider heading over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up to support us. That support pays for all of the labor that goes into this show, and it helps us make cool things like spin-off miniseries. Now, if you can't help the show financially, you can help us in other ways by helping us grow our audience. That is as simple as sharing this feed, sharing our brand new feed that we designed to make it easier for new listeners to catch up, or sharing your fan art, fan theories, and fan fiction on social media. You can, of course, also leave a rating and review on your podcast reviewing platform of choice. Anything that helps the show be more visible, helps new people find the show, and in turn will help all of us. Before we get back to the show, a quick word from our sponsors. And with all that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. yeah toku you are by
2: the ship itself like 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 you are really close um what what do you do? i don't know I don't know toku's perception, but I feel like there's like a running with the 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 leeway that like we've kind of like created this uh in this perimeter toku's just going to take like a running start to like uh just like leap hopefully past like the first like wave of snakes mm-hmm. and then just like. Yeah, clear that distance between them and the Uhuru.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I I think, yeah, because you are, like, right next to the hull of the Uhuru right now. We could even say that Toku is, like, scrambling to get inside. I feel like that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Great. So, yeah, we'll, we'll say Toku leaps through to the interior of the Uhuru. A fun fact about ships uh, that that I learned recently is that there was a way to light the interior of vessels that I was not uh, aware of previously. Like, I had always imagined that it was lamps, but obviously there would be, like, an air circulation issue with that and whatnot. Turns out what it actually is is embedded in the top deck of most ships would be these glass-like prisms, Mm -hmm that uh, would allow sunlight to pass through to the low decks that essentially give a similar effect to modern-day light bulbs. Um, They just, as long as there is sunlight, you would be able to see in those circumstances. So even though it would be, like, dark in the interior of the ship, like, you can really see. And what you see on the inside of the ship, Toku, is an eerie, silent, and still place. There is dust covering what would be the bunks and cargo of the interior of the Uhuru right now. Certainly, it looks like this place hasn't been cleaned in some time. And that is exacerbated by the fact that vines have grown through the interior portholes and up above the top deck, uh, grasping down inside uh, the main hull of the ship and more than that, the truly eerie thing is that you can see a number of your fellow crewmates in here. They have dust and vines mm. growing over them, but otherwise, their bodies like they don't look like they are rotting. Mm.
4: Like they've been kept in stasis, and plants mm-hmm. have just kind of grown over
0: them while they're in there. Hmm. Yeah. So, what do you what do you do, Toku?
2: Toku sees this and like I think the the emergency of what's going on outside of the ship kind of takes precedence towards like this horrible scene. But I think um, he kind of takes that all that in and then he is going to go for just like a sheet or bedding of some kind to just like return to the way that he came in and just like throw something down to like. Essentially, help people in because first things first, we got to get out of the snakes.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, we'll, gosh, who do I want to be? Yeah. Uh, so we, you, you need a, a, a long sheet or, or a piece of bedding. Uh, you turn to what looks to most people like a pile of vines next to you, um, but it's actually the sleeping form of a crewmate. And you rip this blanket off of them and the vines peel back. And we can see the sleeping form of Andre the Giant, uh, an established member of the Uhuru crew, uh-huh. uh, uh, so, sleeping peacefully when man. doing – <laughs> yeah doing one of those uh like snore <laughs>
1: me, 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 me mm-hmm.
0: uh uh cartoon things, but you you rip you rip that off and like throw that blanket out the window, and I think the rest of the crew uh should they so desire, has the ability to climb up and get into the interior of the ship without much trouble everyone get in,
2: but brace yourselves, you won't like what you see. wasn't that happened here
3: Cliff scrambles up and takes uh Toku by the shoulders and asks, how is Jane? Where's Jane?"
2: Hmm. I don't know. I I haven't seen I haven't seen her yet.
0: No! If you would like you can search the ship for Jane. I
2: feel like that is an average check.
0: Yeah. Am I?
2: Are we still in combat? Um a sort of Okay.
0: Uh what, what what's
2: up? Oh, cuz I I was Toku, I was like, I'm curious if I have just Toku, like, cut some of these vines off, if that would anger something or just get the vines off of our crewmates.
0: The maiden!
2: Okay, so that's perfect, you will.
0: Okay, so we will return to that. So you wanted to, uh, Toku, cut vines off of people. So uh, what we will have is Cliff immediately starts running through the ship. Uh, There's some slipping and sliding as he is covered in mud um, (laughs) right now. Uh, it's, that was a cannon thing that definitely happened. And we're going to honor that. <laughs> it
3: smells like burnt hair.
0: Yeah. Um, there's like a faint ozone uh, odor wafting off of him. To, you don't find anyone on the top deck. You need to go lower into the ship. Um, and you kind of ignore. We, we can see Plith like moving around, like pushing things aside, uh, looking into bunks and whatnot. And what we see is place after place that Plith is looking, there are – Crew members aboard the ship. Many crew members aboard this ship. Many of them like look up. Look like they have curled up, holding bottles of ale and like different snacks and other souvenirs and things from Acheron that have since like you know fouled or or, or uh, gone flat um, after they have presumably just been left in this condition for goodness knows how long. Yet the people themselves look fine unmarred in some way plith disappears downstairs we turn to toku toku we're going to cut vines off of people you said
2: yeah i think that there's probably um if uh, can i can i ask you to look at that death chart and give me a crew member
0: uh yeah, yeah. we have uh you know what we see nodos oh uh, snoring or we, we, you know we see nodos like
3: against his very nature
0: yeah, yeah. It, that's actually probably the most disquieting thing. Oh, yeah, you try to remember Toku in your years serving aboard the Uhuru. As long as you've known Nodos, you don't think you've ever seen the man sleep.
2: Uh, I feel like that he's kind of like scanning through. Uh, he's like like getting bedding off of people, kind of taking stock, and then we see uh, Toku freeze eyes agape, and then, like, the camera kind of, like, orbits around to show, like, a very peaceful, like, no-dose, just kind of, like, in his bunk, like, uh, propped up against, like, a wooden beam, and he's just kind of, like, chilling, and that is, like, that makes Toku, like, take a step back, like, no-dose, no He, like, puts a sh- hand on his shoulder and, like, snaps in front of his face, and, like, his eyes kind of go down to like he's sitting on his like hammock, but the vines have creeped in off like on the beams into the hammock, and now we're like almost like seat belting him like into the hammock seat, and uh, so he immediately like takes out a knife and starts like cutting off the 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 various things that are securing Noto's into this hammock. Perfect.
0: We cut. Downstairs as uh, Pliff is rushing <laughs> through the ship and we get to the aviary where the birds are penned up and like Plyff is like rushing around again like l- doing ridiculous things in addition to just looking the way normal people would like Plif does – Open a couple barrels uh, to look inside. <laughs> Looks under a vase of some kind, like, you know, nonsense things. <laughs> Opens a addition- bird's
3: mouth. <laughs> yep. <Yeah.
0: laughs> well, that was Lucas's mouth. So a little bit reasonable. Um, oh. <laughs> but then I believe, like, we have this view where we are looking at Cliff, look into the gigantic fle- sleeping form of Lucas, looking into his mouth and over his shoulder. We can see across the room, Metatron curled up with a bridle and saddle like half assembled onto the bird. It appears that Jane is collapsed forwards onto the bird's breast and the bird is like curled around her, um, sort of snuggled sleeping together as though she has fallen asleep in the middle of tacking the bird and preparing it for flight. Uh, Pliff runs over, and as he runs over, uh, the sleeping form of Lucas does snap at his head. A uh, uh, one second of difference, it would have taken it off entirely. Uh,
3: and runs over to like straighten her. Like Jane, 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 you gotta wake up, Jane.
0: We cut back upstairs to Toku and Nodos. Toku, you have managed to cut all of the vines off of Nodos.
2: Does uh, would I? Yeah, would would. Just based off of like what we've seen so far, would Toku, is there anything in the lore of Sphere that like this is, do we know what this is? Is there an inkling of what this is?
0: Yeah, um, make a roll. I'm going to say this is a roll for like lore of the forest and the forest queen. Okay. Um, Um, And so for that, uh, once again, you're going to have your two green and a yellow. I'm going to make this an average role.
2: Okay. Uh so that is a uh that's a success and an advantage.
0: There are many stories of the forest queen drawing people into her home, into her palace, into the walls of the forest and putting them to slumber. There are ancient tales of kings and princesses that have been laid to rest for hundreds of years inside a forest, only to be awakened at some point later. There are stories of folk who have gone off to party and make merry in the forest, who have laid themselves to rest after drinking of its waters and eating of its fruits, only to awaken long after they went to slumber, where everyone they have ever known has aged or passed on but the common thread between these tales is the thing that allows these people to wake up once more is a kiss
2: oh yeah that's that's common knowledge i think like toku starts like my friend uh my shipmate please wake up and so he immediately like he kisses uh nodo's his forehead waits and then Sees if that does anything, and then we'll cut down to Pliff and Jane.
0: Pliff has managed to, I think, like pull Jane from the uh, cuddling grip of Metatron, who is, you know, once again, like kind of fluffed up around it the way birds sleep. It's very mm-hmm. look. Do yourself a favor. Look at some birds sleeping.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like fluffy. a little
0: head under the wing. Yeah, Puffin. it's good. They they puff out. You've got Jane. In your arms, Pliff, what do you do?
3: Jane, you gotta wake up. You gotta wake up. We're in a lot of trouble here and there's a lot of animals outside, but I know that if you could just wake up, we can deal with it together. Uh, and the darkness is growing inside of me every second that you are not here. So I'm very scared. I would love for you to be awake, please, because I can feel, I can feel the voices and they say that I'm uh, denying my own powers and I want. not i would wake up, please? And, uh, uh, um. Uh,
0: you are right now Holding Jane in your arms, afraid of yourself, afraid of the situation that you are in, and that has marked so much of Pliss's life, fear, um, and what he is afraid to do, what he is afraid to say. But here, your longtime friend, the person who is most important to you in the world, sleeps in your arms. What have you wanted to say? but been afraid, and now that you are on perhaps death's door, both of you face oblivion. Because she is not awake, what can you say?
3: Jane, you believe in me so much, and I don't know, I know I never really earned it, and I know that I, I've always been afraid that if you're not there, I'll fall apart, but I think the thing that I'm most afraid of is that if when I'm not there, you'll just be better better off. So, if there's anything, like, we could switch places. Everyone's going to be so much better off if you're here and I'm not. Please.
0: Oh, that's actually quite sweet. I think you say that. We, we cut upstairs and Noda's eyes, like, flip flicker awake. And we shift back downstairs and we can see Pliff like kind of overwhelmed with emotion to the point where he just starts to fall asleep. And simultaneously as that is happening, Jane starts to wake up and suddenly like there's a shift of weight. Jane scrambles to catch the now sleeping form of Pliff. What the fuck happened? And we cut. We cut Far away from here. Um, in fact, we cut into the future after the, these <laughs> events, and we cut to Travis Madigo, who is currently a hummingbird, holding the unconscious and beat to hell form of Gable. We once again return to the long line of prospective applicants in front of the skyship Uhuru. Uh, A a young man uh, leaves the line, approaches with a headshot and resume. He appears to be about 15. He is wearing overalls uh, with an apron on. Uh, He's got hair in a pompadour that is shaved on the sides, ending in a very long rat tail in the back.
5: Oh, God. Um,
2: (laughs) Well, how do you do? Oh. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> nice to meet you all right uh welcome uh thank you for your application thank you for your thank shot. you kindly
0: thank you kindly thank you kindly name is Sleezus and uh sleazes i'm ready i'm ready to be a pirate okay
2: all right uh well you are leaning on this table at a full 90 degree angle so go ahead sleazes. yes sir
0: yes sir i am i what you want to you want to watch me plank i can plank can uh- you t-pose <laughs> I can plank. I can t uh I can do. I can do
1: a flagpole. Now I don't know your deal, but I'm going to assume I, my name is Sleesus. <laughs> I feel like that implies my. <laughs> a, ask an answer, counselor. Ask <laughs> an answer. The Ellen Sleez of the Skyjacks Universe. If you'd like to buy some death sticks, <laughs> that can be arranged. I'm going to assume that you maybe work in a pit crew for NASCAR. Well, close, close. I run a restaurant for children that serves (laughs) greasy food and mocktails. That sounds honestly awesome. And I would like
0: to move my restaurant aboard your ship. I'll tell you what, we've got a lot of kids. Do it in a kind of illegal pirate capacity. Uh, Intriguing. What sort of mocktails? Uh well, let's see. We got our gin-based mocktails. Okay. We got our whiskey-based mocktails mm. and okay. our uh, vodka-based uh, mocktails. So can can so I, I double-check where the mock
4: these, is in they, the, right. the
0: mocktails? The children drink them, get very unruly, well, and make when, fun of each other. When the, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. When the <laughs> children drink, it gets them riled up, gets them ornery, and mm-hmm. they can say some very hurtful things mm-hmm. uh, to people who are older than them and sensitive about them. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, cool.
4: right okay, all right. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um... My <laughs> uh, we, we, we've we had a number of different uh, people offering food and drink aboard the Uhuru in past Are applicants. Sure? Uh, sure? Sure. I, they never really last
2: longer than three months.
4: I'm not very well equipped to uh, go and eat or drink much food as of late, although I'm getting better. I can tell when something's spicy these days. Ooh. It's getting better. It's getting better. That's
3: fun. That's well, fun. Is um, that because it hurts? It's,
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs> weird. It, it, it tingles like pain receptors. Like I'm being stab- stabbed, but like in my mouth or whatever. But tasty. Weird. You're learning but we we do have an expert chef aboard uh, uh slam expert, mm. expert expert um also can flagpole interestingly enough seems to be a, Anderson? A, a, Anderson? A co- but, uh but he 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 as a test since you're so good at making uh mocktails uh how about he provides you with some fruit and you go and work with that to go and make the board some mocktails mm. does that sound reasonable
0: uh, yeah, I, I, I'd say so. We cut to uh, 30 minutes ahead in the future. Uh, the set of the interview is now lit like a competition cooking uh-huh. show. There's a really intense like spotlight on Sleazes, uh as he is standing like straight upright, uh, staring down all of the judges. So uh, for, for my creation, I was inspired by the fruit that was created. Smushed between the great big muscles of Slam's body. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: um,
0: mm-hmm. uh, I, I I hope you enjoy chefs. I think it's pronounced chefs. I hope you enjoy chefs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me just take a taste. Mm. Mm.
2: This is um, mostly lemon. Mostly lemons.
0: That's what. That's kind what? of what uh, Slam most well, Slam was into lemons that today. That's is hints lemon. of potato. <laughs> we used a potato-based vodka. Yep. Okay. okay and it seems and
2: it's mm, so it so it a a is vodka in, in it a, <laughs> 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 so, so you use well
3: it's got lemon in it the flavors that i'm getting are potato lemon mm-hmm. vodka mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. no that's it oh. uh and what it's why is it crunchy? Which <laughs> of
0: those elements is the crunch? Well, I mean, it, it depends that's how you prepare the lemons. Oh, there's a little treat down at the bottom. Ooh. Oh, no, don't 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 have that. <laughs> don't have, don't it. have that. Don't have that. That will kill you 100% Okay, dead. why would
3: you put that in the the be- the beverage?
1: There are seven in mm. mine.
0: Danger adds the okay, experience. Okay. Oh,
1: like that mm. that kind of fish that if you don't if you don't cut it up correctly, you yeah,
0: like a fugu preparation. Yep, Well, I
4: that, mean- fit, That'll
0: kill you dead. And also drink those quick. Yes. Because that can dissolve. Fear I mean, death isn't so, w- really was in this my main to repertoire, be... so, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh, was this supposed to be a good beverage? <laughs> uh, I'm just asking Artisan <laughs> I You know, I'm trying to remember the instructions <laughs> that I was given. I believe it was just make a beverage out of the fruit that was smushed mm. by Sam's big <laughs> muscles.
2: Well, A mocktail. A mock-tail. Yeah, for
0: mocktail. Yeah. Now if you'd like if y'all uh, part of the experience, if y'all would like to insult each other, you know, that is uh that is part of the drink. All right. Ooh. Um well
4: the drink was bad, sleez. Um. <laughs> <laughs> am I doing it right? Is is, is the, as is hurtful
0: but acceptable.
4: Right, okay.
1: The drink was so bad hmm? that I'm going to eat the treat. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Travis Try, eats again. the treat.
0: Really? Oh, and he dies. <laughs> <laughs> End of scene. Just, uh, immediately red misted um, okay. upon consumption. <laughs> yeah, yeah it. exactly. He explodes.
3: <laughs> You're not coming back from that.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. oh, well, a little snake slithers out of the <clears throat> ashes oh, on the snake. ground. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice.
0: Campaign Skyjacks is a One Shot Network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter over at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Jonat Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. You can stream his short film, Lining, on the Roku app. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at LizAnderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Madigo was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Bill Buds. Captain Oromar Vale was played by Nathan Blades, who can be found on Twitter at PhantomArtsENT, or streaming at twitch.tv slash TheNeonCaster. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this podcast was written, composed, and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find him over on Twitter at Arnie Parrott or on his website, ATP Tunes. This episode was edited by Allie Grauer, who can be found on Twitter at Dreams to Become or on her podcast, Skyjack's Courier's Call. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Lunarum. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and Illimat, produced by Together Studios. This show was made in part by using a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system, designed by Sam Stewart and a team of talented professionals. There are no kings. Take flight.
5: Health to the strangers.
3: You've
4: ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er to rise. Twice to the dearest, we're leaving behind. Who know we can never deny. The call of
5: the sky.